I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. Are you this is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Cara. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz, Roz and Mocha. Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Sienna, hello, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you today? I'm good, how are you? Uh, doing good. Uh, what's on your mind today? Why are you here? I need help with my stage fright. Wow, you wrote a sis, Sienna. Hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. When I was 12, I had to go on stage and perform a song with my friend. Mind you, she can't sing, but I encouraged her to do it anyway. My crush had attended the talent show and was watching me like a hawk when we were singing uh it didn't sound too bad but then the song got higher and i had this huge voice crack oh, no. it was so embarrassing how can i overcome my stage fright how old are you sienna um i'm 14 okay 14. and do you have a show coming up this is why you're yeah, reaching out today actually, yeah i'm in the choir at my school oh okay so mm-hmm. you and how many other people I'd say maybe like 30. Oh, okay. And how has practice been going so far? All your your rehearsals and stuff? It's been going good. Mm-hmm. I've been able to hit high notes. But it's the, the idea of getting out there, huh? Yep. I have incredible stage fright. Um, and I know Why? that sounds weird because I was on television and do the show and everything else. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't have to see anybody when, when we oh, do those sure. things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot stand being on a stage. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I'm good at. And that stage is just not a place for me at all. So let's take it back to last year around this time, Roz. Yes. When uh, the book signing, right. right? For your memoir, a little bit broken, available everywhere now. Yep. Um, and we had, you know, a couple hundred people show up at Indigo for the book signing. You were on stage. There was mm-hmm. a little bit of a interview process that took place and then there was a lineup of fans wanting to uh to get the book signed right how did you feel in that moment and how did you because from my perspective looking out at you Mm -hmm. it seemed like you were totally fine interacting with everyone having a good time shaking hands signing books taking selfies you looked fine that's different though that was like somebody it was an interview and then i just literally sat there and i met people one on one right but the idea of hosting something sure. or the idea of performing the the any of those things yeah. terrifying really terrifying i have left so much money on the table over the years because i refuse to host things live yeah right you get paid a lot of money when you do what we do to go and host an event. Yeah, One yeah, of those yeah. big charity things, a uh-huh. lot of money, and I just won't do it, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're helping Sienna out right now. <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but Sienna, I, w- I will say this, that the much like what Mocha brought up when, when we did the book signing, um, it was a very sort of safe space. 
and it was all people who wanted to be there and I felt comfortable being there and you felt those the sort of love. I would say a stage at school um, where the per- majority of the audience that's going to be there is family who are going to be hyper emotional anyway because watching your kid perform anything is such an emotional experience for a parent that I would say that the room you're walking into right now is just about one of the safest rooms you're ever going to walk into and have to perform something. And just know that the everybody in there, one, are extremely forgiving, but two, every single person in that room is pulling for you. Yeah. And you don't have to impress anybody. They're mm-hmm. not looking to be impressed. Um, are your parents going to be at the uh, at the performance? Um, they should be because yeah. in March there's a competition. Oh, okay. One of the things when I uh, I was a badass band player, right? Uh, I played drums in high school, like the the like school band. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. One of the things that I found helped, and I don't know if this will work for you, Sienna, but when I knew my parents were going to be there, I kind of like looked out for them in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And as long as I knew the where they were, I would always like stare in that direction. And it kind of like made me feel better, even though there were like hundreds of other parents there to see their kids. Yeah. Yeah. It was still a little bit nerve wracking because you're going out in that environment and everyone's watching and listening. As long as I saw exactly where my parents were, I felt Mm -hmm. a little bit better. So I don't know if that would would help you out, Sienna, or if you have siblings who are going to be there uh, or just other friends and family who are going to be there. As long as you can see exactly where they are, that might bring some comfort to you. Of course. Yeah. Also, Sienna, I would say that uh, for uh, a lot of times when you're nervous about walking on a stage or about a performance, a lot of those nerves come when you're doubting how prepared you are. And so I think that one way to kind of get over that and not have that interfere with it is to just make sure you are incredibly overprepared for it. So there's no doubt in your mind about what you're supposed to do on the stage. Mm-hmm. Right? Have that confidence, girl. Yeah. yeah. Does that help, Sienna? Yeah. All right, yeah. girl. All the best. Thank you for reaching out and thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Bras and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. and mochas fix my life what advice can you guys give me okay so my question is my question is got a problem you can't fix Roz and mocha got you amanda it's Roz and mocha how's it going i'm good how are you good thank you why are you here tell everyone because i want to know who really is my daddy oh wow Okay, so, geez, this is a tough one here. So uh, you wrote us this. Hey, Razamoka, fix my life. About five years ago, I took a 23andMe DNA test, which revealed that my biological father is not who I initially thought. Confronting my mother only led to vague explanations. After some searching, I found my biological father, uh, who's aware of my existence, has two younger children, and surprisingly lives just 15 minutes away from me. Last month, I had a brief phone call with him, But I had to mention the possibility of moving to another province just to make it happen. Wow. Uh, Waiting five years for this conversation has been quite frustrating. Every time I reach out, he claims that he's too busy or it's not a good time. I'm not looking to build a deep relationship or know him extensively. I simply want to understand my heritage and my roots. However, he constantly provides excuses. How can I encourage him to face this situation head on? Exactly. Hmm. Are you having, are these all phone conversations with him or are you communicating through text or like Facebook or something? In five years, I've only had one phone call with him, which was the one I just recently had. Right. What prompted you to take the, uh, the test? 
the DNA test. Personally, I had like a lot of health issues and stuff that really made no sense because nobody in my family had the same kind of issues that I had. Gotcha. Um, so I did my DNA, my husband did his DNA, and we even did my son's DNA to kind of get some answers behind all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you compare everything, I know that men carry more of like their father's DNA and women carry more of their mother's. So when it came back and said it wasn't what I thought I was. So how did you, but wait a second here. How did you know that the guy that you thought was your dad wasn't your dad? Like, has it, cause was he also in the 23 and me system? He's Italian and I have no Italian in me at all. Mm, oh, so gotcha. what were your mother's vague explanations as you put it? There's a possibility that you have a different father. <laughs> Oh, okay. So, was that the extent of the conversation? More or less, yes. So, um, when I when I confronted her about it, there wasn't much explanation behind it. Right. Um, just in the sense of, oh, there is a possibility. Well, why didn't you tell me this years ago? Considering my mom was adopted. <laughs> right. So, so the guy who raised you, the Italian, does he know yeah. anything about this or no? Um, I asked my mother to tell him, but I don't believe that she truthfully did. Okay. And is he like a, was he like a loving dad? Everything else raised you right? Definitely not. Oh, okay. But, but I have two other siblings, um, on my biological father's side that I've never met. And I have two siblings on my mom's side. And those were the two that I was raised with. So they were treated differently than I was. Okay. So, so the, the, so your biological dad obviously doesn't want you in his life. No, not at all. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't want you in his life. And it doesn't Um, sound like he's told his family about you, which is why he's hesitant to have any type of communication. They do actually know about me. I've met my biological aunt and my biological grandmother as well. Okay, so when you say that your biological dad was aware of you, of of your existence, does that mean that your mom told him? He questioned my mom years ago, and my mom told him that I wasn't his daughter. Okay, so your mom, but your mom didn't know. Your mom was probably confused. Did she know know 100% that you were this guy's kid? No. No, okay. So she she didn't know 100%. She 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 may have thought. There was a possibility that... You're the daughter of the Italian? That's what she thought, and that's who she brought me up with. Right. So was she huh. messing around on the Italian with this other guy? Yes, she yes, was. Yes. Okay. So your mom was having an affair. Yep. And so she got that's pregnant. That's why she's hesitant to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> he may be your father. Yes. And, and, oh, uh, and, and was this other guy, was your biological dad hooked up at the time as well? Um, I believe so, yeah. Okay. So they were both oh, having geez. an affair. Right, Amanda. No yeah. wonder so, nobody wants to talk about so, it. Okay, yeah. so this guy doesn't want to nuke his life because you showed up. No, and I I get that, but like all the hard work's done, right? You don't you don't need to raise me. I'm not here for a handout. <laughs> right, but what do you want from him, though? I just want to know where I came from. I just want to know my roots. You know what kind mm. of background they have, medical history, things so, like that. So have you have you phrased it that way? Have you said, hey, listen, I don't want a relationship with you, but if you could just sit down. Take, you know, uh, an, an afternoon and, and just answer these questions in an email to me just so I kind of have a map of where to start looking. I won't ask you for anything. I'm not going to ask you to come to my birthday party, but I no. just I, I just have questions. And you right now are the only person in the world who has answers. And I think you owe me that. Ooh, yeah. I, and I feel like that's what I deserve. Um, but he's very vague with the answers that he gives me. <laughs> 
Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Have you said that though? Like everything that Roz just said? I basically told him, yeah, I, I just want to know my medical history. I just want to know where I came from. You know, mm. if I can develop a relationship with you one day, great. Um, he doesn't want that. He doesn't want a relationship with you. You just nope. so so if, if it's answers that you want, then write up the questions. Fair enough. And just leave it at that. Yeah. Fair don't enough. don't don't mix the two because right now it sounds like you're kind of floating back between the two where he may think that you're saying, Hey, I just need answers is like the the honeypot to uh, get you into his life. Right. So don't mix yeah. the two. Don't mix the two. Just go in straight and say, hey, listen, I don't need you to be my dad. I got one of those kind of lousy. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but I, I, I have questions and you're the only one who can answer them. So just be a human being. Uh, you don't have to be a father, but just be a human being. Exactly. That's that's how I look at it. Does that help, Amanda? It definitely does. So I really appreciate it. All right, girl. All the best. Thanks Damn. for reaching out. Scandal. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You're, Bye. you're a child of scandal. Um, yeah, I definitely am. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. All right, Cindy, it's Roz and Mocha. Time to get into it. Welcome to FML. Let everyone know what's going on in your life. Okay, I'm looking for some advice about friendship, um, facing some friendship dilemma. Yeah, you wrote it. says, hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. On several occasions, I've turned to friends I thought I could trust with whom I've had a relationship for some time. However, it seems that these Friends only reach out when they need advice, and I've always been very helpful, but when I approach them for a favor, they tend to vanish and play a game of hide-and-seek with me. This is just one example, and there are many more instances like this. Give us an example of something that you've asked them for in return. Okay, just like, it's a really simple thing. It was like, um, with my current situation, and I asked, like, if I can just staying over for like a night as a small favor it's not like i'm gonna live for free like but sometimes it's like even when i try to talk to some friends like i feel like if we're friends like from co-workers or people that i know for a long time but they are just i just feel like i'm being ignored like i think it shouldn't be the way like friends should be helping each other do you think maybe and this is a tough thing to realize but do you think maybe they mean more to you than you do to them yes yeah sometimes i feel like my value is not like maybe i need them sometimes but they don't really they don't need, need you yeah are you yeah. The, the one that's always reaching out to them are you the one that's always like texting them or calling to make plans or um yeah, yeah? and sometimes i just give up yeah because i feel like because what's the point? Because I've been trying to do my part if they are not respect me in a way. Now, are these friends like from work or friends from like your childhood, from school, from the neighborhood? Where do these uh, friendships develop? Yeah, I have friends. One of them I have been like being very honest with. I told her because from a high school friend. Yeah. And there were a couple of them like from programs or other schools. Like uh, one of them from workplace, but... She has busy lives too, so I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to ask too much, but sometimes I expect the same. Yeah, because if I'm messaging you or call you, you should, yeah. if you're not, at least let me know, right? Not like keep me hanging there. Yeah, I mean, people are selfish, right? And they are so wrapped up in their own worlds. And when they have drama in their world, they are like, oh, my God, I need to reach out to all these people. And I need my my crew to help me get through this situation. But oftentimes when they're needed in that same way, they they do vanish. And 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 that is maybe a product of they're not the great friends you think they are or you maybe you're a much better friend than they are. 
And, and, and I don't know what to do with that because that is, you can have a conversation. I'll tell you exactly how the conversation's going to go. You could sit down and explain all of this to them. Hey, listen, when you guys need me, I am there. But you know, when I got something going on, I reach out to you and, uh, and, and I feel like you're ghosting me and they're going to turn this so far back on you and so fast that you won't even know what to do with that conversation. They're going to make you sound like you're, uh, that, that of course they're there and you know they're there, but they're busy and it's, it's going to be awful. Like the whole situation is going to be awful if you, even if you bring this up. There's no sort of way to have this conversation with people who aren't already your great friends. If you have a great friend and they let you down, you can have that conversation because they will understand there's something in the friendship that needs to be repaired. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if these people see a problem in the relationship. I think to them, it's fine. Cindy, do you have other people in your life that you could uh, lean on for things like this, for when you need advice or you need to vent or anything like that? No. Like I tried counseling and other, other places, but not really. Mm. I I just keep a diary, keep things to myself, but I have certain selective friends, but it's just been like a lot of situations with things like like I have been very friendly helping I expect the same mm-hmm. way. Maybe some of the stuff that you um want to bring up with them, maybe they don't know how to respond. They don't know how to how to deal with it. You know what I mean? Where seeking professional help might be beneficial. Yes. It would be great if everybody sort of gave what they got, right? It would be great. That would be wonderful, but it doesn't work that way. Yes. And I think that maybe if you want to try and have a conversation, don't have one with a bunch of different people. I think pick one person that sort of their uh, distance hurts the most that you feel that you're maybe the closest to and and just ask to ask for a conversation and, and don't put it all on them like you're blaming them for, you know, disappearing or anything like that. Um, but just let them know what they mean to you. And then at the end of that conversation, you, they may not even know that they were ignoring you. They may be completely oblivious because people are often oblivious to the things that everybody around them is going through. Um, but in, instead of just saying, hey, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you, just have a conversation with them to let them re- reassure them of what they mean to you. If I could do things on my own, like I, at my age, I would just be living independently, be on my own. Like yeah. I wouldn't have all those stress. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. Um, maybe you sort of, uh, it's a terrible thing to say, but maybe you you know look look for new friends, which is an impossible thing to do as an adult. But there's things yeah. there's there's places you can go. There's places there's sort of groups you can join, um, kind of get out of the house, get out of your shell, get out of your head, and you know maybe look into that. Maybe look into sort of expanding your your friend group or your social group. Maybe that's the next step for you. Okay, Cindy. Okay. Okay. okay thank you. Okay, love. All right, girl. You okay. take care. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Karen, hello. Welcome back to the Roz and Mocha show. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. You sound a lot different than you did the first time around we talked to you, which was uh, just back in August. So it wasn't that long ago. So we, um, if I remember correctly, you had quit your job because of the emotional and psychological trauma that your coworkers were putting you through. You worked in the, in the medical field and Correct. you felt that it was harassment. You didn't know what to do about it. Uh, your patients loved you, but the, the staff... 
uh, would sit around socializing all day and you rarely sat with them. You hardly took lunches because uh, you were expected to work like a machine instead of a human being. And uh, you left, right? Correct. You did. And so I, I, and you were having a hard time, like even contemplating getting back into the workforce because you were so shook from that experience and how you were treated at your previous job that you just didn't want to do anything. And wasn't your, um, didn't you say something about your doctor being worried about your, your mental health? as well because this was affecting you so much yes because originally i went off my job uh for a physical injury and yeah. she was more concerned about my mental health mm. so refresh people give us a little bit of, of, of a refresher of sort of like what your day-to-day was like at that job that was so traumatic for you uh i like i was just always on my feet very seldom could sit down um I had a direct supervisor that would get in my face like literally four times a day, like, make sure you do this, make sure you do that, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, you can only take that so many times. And I snapped one day and I'm like, look, why don't you go bug the people over on the other side that are sitting on their butts socializing? Mm. I've been here longer than you and I know what I'm doing. And you thought and, maybe this was an age thing, right? Uh, yeah, well, the majority of the girls I was working with were young. Mm-hmm. young yeah. and they, they all had their uh, their own little core group and uh, yeah. you were somewhat on the outside, right? Exactly. Gotcha. Um, so one of the things that Roz had just suggested to you at that time was to lean forward, just go for it, just get a new job, right? Exactly. Deal with everything else and uh, and just go for it. So what did you end up doing? I got a new job. There you go. Hey, easy. What you what are you doing now? I'm in the same profession, different position, but a much more positive atmosphere. Oh, yeah. nice. What are the people like that you're working with? Very bubbly, friendly, like it's like we're a little family. And yeah. I've only been there I'm on week 2 right now. Oh, oh wow. And you get along with your boss? Oh, she's wonderful. Yeah. And and what about the what about your uh the, the other staff? Are they this are they younger? Are you closer in age now? What's the has what's the breakdown? It's a it's a good mix. But so you, that, I think it kind of balances. Are you getting along with the younger staff, though? Yeah, I am, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And are you happier? It sounds like you are. I am very happy. Yeah, are you Good. glad that you you kind of like just, you went for it and you just said, screw it, I'm just going to go for this job? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely happy. Do me, do, right. me I, do me a favor. All those stories from your previous employment? Yes. Don't say any of it at work. No. Don't say, oh, my God, this place is so much better than my other. Don't say anything like that. Nothing. Okay. Don't don't bring it up. Don't let anybody know what happened. Don't let anybody know that you came from that because what will wind up happening is there will be a day where because you work in an office and there's people there that you're going to have a disagreement. Okay. And as soon okay. as you have that first disagreement, that's when somebody's going to go, oh, now I get it. Ah, mm. uh, Yeah. You're the sense. you're the problem. Keep your mouth shut. Okay. Okay. All right, Karen. All right. Uh, oh, real quick before we let you go, how's your uh, your mental health? Everything's okay. Everything's great. Yeah, you still still uh, on the positive path. On the positive path. Good. Okay. That's Good to awesome. hear, Karen. Thank you so much for uh, for getting in touch again. No problem. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.